Welcome to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Hallowell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we're checking in with the MVPs of quarantine year one. Can you believe it? I can't. I I know. I know. Uh, 17 again and Dolly Parton's next business venture after the vaccine. (laughs) Exciting stuff. Yeah. Um, Follow us on Twitter. We're at tea time underscore 33. And on Instagram, we're at tea time pod. All right. Before we get into the show, let's take a quick break. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real, hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says, Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. All right, first category is Tea Time is checking in with MVPs of quarantine year one. Uh, can't believe it. <laughs> Liz having a mild existential crisis before our eyes. Just had to take a second to think about that. Um, yeah, let's go. We've, we've gone through a lot of social media trends, a lot of which we've talked <laughs> about on this podcast. We're just shouting out some MVPs that have gotten us through this very dark year. Um, yeah. Kate, what do you got? All right. It's, you know, it's been a year since I've been in Indiana, a year since we've done this podcast in person. We've all, you know, turned to things that are maybe unexpected to get Mm -hmm. us through this past year. And I think my number one category of quarantine MVP has been old person television. And I've talked about, I think each of these things individually on our podcast already, but like all together, I just, this has gotten me through the main three being the Great Mm. British Bake Off. Yeah, had that binge sort of late fall last year, watched every single possible season and like not only watched them, 
but like develop strong opinions about them. Uh, mm-hmm. We were going to do a couple weeks ago on the editorial side of the site, we were going to do a ranking of every single Great British Bake Off contestant for like oh Nadia's God. new baking show. And like Andrew Gretadara was like, hey, we're doing this. Like you have to rank every single one like in this Google form. And I was like, hell yes. So I like went through, it was like, this person sucked. Like this person was amazing. <laughs> I can rank this person on each of these things. And I guess like I was the only one that did it. So we didn't just, <laughs> we just didn't do it. I wasn't the only oh, no. one, but I was one of very few people that did it. And then I was like, maybe I don't have a normal level of uh, interaction <laughs> with this show. Um, but yeah, I I also like, we just saw that there were clips of James McAvoy on the Great uh. British Bake Off <gasps> on the Celebrity Edition. Internet just like imploded. My brain imploded. I was like mm. looking to find how I can watch it. It's like one of those things that's like only on the UK. Like you can only watch it using a VPN, which just seems like a rip mm. off. I'm like, I thought we lived in America, like home <laughs> of the free, whatever, home <laughs> no. of the brave land of the free. Like, why can't I watch this? But I can't. So, you know, that's a big one. I, I talked about repair shop on the show a while back. And like, yes. I just need, it's the low stakes, like the absolute yes. lowest possible stakes is what I need. We tried to watch my mom and I, I talked about this on the show and a lot of people gave me recommendations to what to follow up Bake Off with. And it, they were all just like too high stakes. Like we tried, <laughs> we tried some of these like family cooking shows. And as soon as like the mom is arguing with the daughter, I'm like, I'm stressed mm, out by this. Yeah, like I don't yeah. like this. Uh, we tried the glass blowing show and it was like too sweaty, <laughs> too much fire, <laughs> like things breaking. I was like, no, this isn't doing it for me. I think we're going to try the pottery one. But oh. yeah, it just the low, the absolute lowest possible stakes television. Like nothing can go wrong. Everyone is happy at all times. That's what's gotten me through. Um, and then, you know, I watched a lot of those with my mom and I've been watching Jeopardy almost every night. With wow. My dad, uh, <laughs> which has also gotten me through. And I also like you just you watch something for a year and you just create these like deeply formed opinions about it. Like mm-hmm. every guest host that we've had, I'm like, Katie Couric, I don't know. Like, I don't know if you're you're up to this, Katie Couric. Like, she's she's just like a little bit infantilizing. She's like a little bit too much yeah. of like a mom to these sure. contestants. I'm like, Katie, you just got to be straight with them. Like, mm-hmm. if they miss if they miss Double Jeopardy, like you don't have to like tell them it's okay. You know, like <laughs> I just I have strong opinions about the guest hosts. Uh, strong opinions about how much to bet on Final Jeopardy. Oh, and it's just these things, these small <laughs> things that have gotten me through so, uh, this past year. Wait, can I ask you a question? Who do you think should host? Jeopardy now. I think Ken Jennings did a great job. He was the first guest host. Interesting because some people said they didn't like him. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, he had like some tweets that weren't great, but I think he did a good job apologizing for them. It kind of like your opinion differs, but in terms of like pure hosting ability, he did a great job. He has the like the level of respect, you know, like Mm -hmm. people aren't out here. Katie Couric tells you you got something wrong. You're like, oh, well, you do it, Katie. That's true. Ken Jennings has done it. You know, like no one's ever going to be better than him. Right. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I I think I I think it's him. I didn't even know he had bad tweets. Oh, my God. Yeah, everyone does. Truly, everyone does. Okay, (laughs) so it's not great. You know, I mean. Uh, yeah, it's iffy. We'll see. There are a lot of guest hosts to come. Maybe Aaron Rodgers will blow me out of the water and I'll be like, wow, Aaron Rodgers hosts Jeopardy. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. I, I will have strong opinions about it when it happens. So I will keep you posted. Yeah. Cool. Amelia, what about you? What TV are you watching? I'll tell you what TV I'm watching. I'm watching. I've just been going back through just the catalog of Survivor. I know we've talked <laughs> about this uh, subject on the show so many times. So I apologize. We got to give listening. it the award though. Like we got to like, yeah. recognize that it has gotten you through. It really has. And I think part of it is due to there being 
40 seasons to watch. Mm-hmm. So I just want to shout out to TV with lots of seasons, you know, because yeah. it's just, I don't know. And there's something, see, I don't really, I guess I, I understand wanting low stakes because it can get a little uh, hectic and crazy <laughs> and a little competitive. And you're just like, I don't need this in my life right now. I need nice people. But I don't know. There's something about Survivor that it always, you know, never fails to make me laugh. Sometimes it mm-hmm. makes me cry. You know, it makes me think. <laughs> and I just, I love it so much. And I would love an update from Liz and Kaya about <laughs> how they're doing on their Survivor journeys. Kaya, you want to go first? Sure. Uh, so I, my boyfriend and I decided to just go back to the very beginning and oh, wow. start watching from season one, which is That's quite amazing. the commitment that I'm already feeling a little <laughs> overwhelmed by. Uh, but we're now on season four. Four, I think we're on the season oh. where they're in Africa, which let me tell you, if I were <laughs> going to go on Survivor, I would not want to go on Africa. <laughs> that one is really hard, though. They did for one of their rewards. They got to see a lion killing a wildebeest. Oh, wow. So, like that's Jesus. a pretty cool experience. Wow. I guess. It's kind of making me miss traveling. But sure. um, did, yeah. Didn't you say that you like there was no water at all at their camp and that they were like <laughs> squeezing water out of beans? Yes. And oh, my oh, God, no. it gets worse. In the <laughs> last so episode bad. I watched, they have like a watering hole that they go to to get water out of. And it, an elephant pooped in the oh, middle God. of the watering hole. <laughs> Oh my god. That is horrific. I haven't watched that one yet. Oh my god. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I don't know. The first <laughs> the early seasons are like a little boring. I think I might go back yeah. to like jumping around. Yeah. Um totally. But yeah, shout out Survivor. <laughs> yeah. It's I find it really funny that three out of four of us are living at home with our families. I find that just really, really funny. And like I've talked about with my mom, my brother, this is like Kate said, like old person television, family friendly television, definitely an MVP, especially one with multiple seasons because every night you all are together and you got to do something. So you might as well. So it actually works in everyone's favor that there's like endless amounts of Survivor to watch. I just finished Pearl Islands and I'm just super locked in. I loved that season. I want more Rupert and um yeah I'm like full steam ahead I just can't wait so to keep glad. consuming so survivor do, content do you love Sandra um okay no it's fine no it's yeah she's she's <laughs> kind of polarizing I love she, Sandra she's iconic I love her Amelia how many other like real MVPs <laughs> do Kaya and I have in front of us like because we've wow. seen Tony we've seen a couple like real oh, strong people I cannot I think you guys are going to really stand Parvati. She, okay. She season, she starts on season 13 Cook Islands and Micronesia, I think is maybe 17. And she, iconic season, iconic season for <laughs> women's rights, honestly. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go when we just say that. Kate stay in silence I'm and just sorry. listen to yes. us talk about Survivor. It's very entertaining. Me and the listeners are just riveted. <laughs> I know, I'm sure. Um, okay, Kate, what's another MVP of Quarantine Year One? Uh, another one that I've just mentioned in passing here and there, but like reflecting back on the year, uh, mm-hmm. my other MVP is just like sad girl music. Like totally. the Phoebe Bridgers, the Maggie Rogers, yeah. Taylor Swift, Folklore and Evermore, Olivia Rodrigo. Just like... I just it was never that into this before. I was like very much an upbeat 
pop music person. And I've now that it's spring and like, I feel like the weather reflects my mood. I'm like a little bit more into that. I'm like, you know, the end is inside, et cetera, et cetera. Like I can listen to little mix again. Oh, um, <laughs> but I just like, you know, over the fall and winter, like this was just all I listened to. And I was like, I just was missing out. I had listened to Maggie Rogers before, obviously like Taylor Swift's past albums, but I just got mm. really into the like acoustic, depressing, yeah, sad girl music. Uh, yeah. And it's great. <laughs> It's a previously unexplored genre for me, but just an absolute MVP of the past year. Yeah. And it pairs really well with like extremely low impact activities like walking, which is what I have done. I've gone through like 17 different phases of exercise. All that lasted (laughs) about two and a half weeks. So it's not like Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm in probably the worst shape of my life. However, walking, I feel like everyone has gotten somewhat into because A, it's the only time you get to be outside and Mm -hmm. B, it doesn't take a lot. And yeah, listening to sad music, just contemplating this year has been uh, an MVP. And then lastly, the only serotonin I get is online shopping. I feel like me and Kaya (laughs) are the most guilty of this this last year, but I just bought more weird things that I don't need. Lip masks and eye cream and all this (laughs) stuff that I don't need. Um, yes. but and the specific out. experience of like tracking it through the mail. Oh, you know, like, yeah. You yeah. order it and then like you get your like, like I get these like daily UPS oh, things God. where it's like yeah. your UPS delivery thing. And it's like yeah. this package is like, we'll get here here. And I just like, and then as soon as it's here, I'm like, I need to track something else. Like I need Agreed. something else coming towards me at all times. Right. It doesn't really matter what it is. Uh, right. It just needs to be something. <laughs> right. What has been your favorite purchase? <laughs> oh, um, man. Wow. Yeah. I've gotten really into like expensive hair care products. Oh, like why not? The curly, the curl yes. products. Yes. Oh, a lot okay. of like YouTubers got really into like <laughs> curly hair YouTubers Ooh. and was like, I need to balance the protein and moisture in my hair <laughs> and I need a six step routine at all times to do it. And then no one will I see me it. but my cat and my mom. Your hair uh, does look better than ever before. I will say. so yeah. much. Guys, it's very... Uh, bountiful and it is it is and then you know and then and Thank shiny you. I know it's like what's up right it now is. but I've seen it before and it's very shiny Thank it looks you very so nice. much it's that means a glossy. lot yeah that means a lot you guys before we move on I've actually to be honest forgot who Sandra was I do stand Sandra I love that woman <laughs> <laughs> okay let's move on all right next category relationship news not worth the tea this week in social media uh <laughs> Another packed category. Kate, Mm. go ahead. (laughs) All right. A little dark to start things off, but funny, I think. I put this in our our Slack channel today and I was like, guys, is this like too dark, like too in poor taste to include? And everyone said no. So if you're mad about this, cancel all four of us. We're all four going down in one. Um, (laughs) I didn't respond. Actually, Liz, Liz, Liz pled the show. So actually, you can, you don't have to cancel her. Um, Prince Philip has been in the news this week. Uh, mm-hmm. Really, the royal family just like canceled in one blow this week. Uh, <laughs> post the Meghan Markle interview, everyone's like, they suck, they're racist. I mean, we already knew a lot of these things, but it really is it's just fresh. Mm-hmm. It's newly fresh. It's solidified, too. Yes. And uh, in just an interesting timing, Prince Philip has also been in the hospital this week. Uh, now, if you've seen recent pictures of Prince Philip, uh, you may have confused them with onset images from The Walking Dead or Game of Thrones. <laughs> so you're forgiven if you weren't entirely sure that that was him. Um, he just looks like a reanimated corpse at all times. He's 99. He may be 100 in June uh, wow. if he makes it to June. And Twitter, Twitter has just, just completely turned on him. And at Bella Hashish on Twitter created a playlist this week called Songs That Would Kill Prince Philip on the Spot. <laughs> 
God. It's a 17-hour playlist that oh contains... Really, I mean, it's self-explanatory. Songs that would kill Prince Philip on the spot if he were to listen to him. Uh, uh, and oh, I'm sorry, it's 18 hours and 27 minutes. She seems to be adding to it. Wow. Uh, it starts out with some songs by like Sophie, Charlie XCX, a lot of like EDM, some Skrillex, uh, mm. just songs that would get the job done. And really my favorite inclusion is the Friday remix by Rebecca Black. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it seems like a great playlist. Don't ask Prince Philip. Uh, what he thinks of it. But this has led to a meme uh, that is quickly overtaking Twitter that's just like things that would kill Prince mm-hmm. Philip on the spot, including yeah. like taking a bite from the Arby's dollar menu. A lot of people talking about songs and movies that if Prince Philip were to consume <laughs> them, he simply would not survive. And it's just really funny. He is laughing off screen. So, uh, yeah, that's the, that's the social media meme today i don't think prince oh. could make it through an episode of tea time i, I think was just saying l- certainly not decibel level of he would laughter. die especially yeah. in the olden days when we talked about like perennial sunning and toe sucking he would absolutely <laughs> in og he just wouldn't he would simply pass away <laughs> yeah right um all right in other social media news it was kind of a slow celebrity week post the grammys a lot of just kind of you know settling down and billy eilish however decided to go blonde uh, mm. She posted a picture on Instagram of her newly blonde. It's kind of like a shag. And it immediately became the, the quickest picture in Instagram history to reach a million likes. Got a million likes in six minutes. Wow. Um, and people are now freaking out because apparently, obviously, you can't go blonde overnight, especially if you've had green roots and black ends. Mm-hmm. Like you can't just overnight become platinum blonde. Turns out she's been wearing a wig for several months wow. as she's been going through the blonde process which actually i always feel like more celebrities should do that there's a lot of like hair damage yeah scalp mm-hmm. damage we also like see this in k-pop and stuff i'm like guys just wear a wig no one can tell you mm-hmm. know like it doesn't have to be that hard i sure. also think that this probably signifies new music on the way from billy oh. at some point Ooh. k-pop has has trained me to recognize that a significant nice. hair change means <laughs> that a new album is on the way so yeah she just uh won a grammy for her bond theme also so she's killing it and yeah. I welcome I welcome her to the sad girl fold uh, into my new my new love of the sad girl genre. So True. new Billy is good. Love yeah. that. Uh, like Kate said, yeah, it has been a pretty slow week in celebrity <laughs> news, but celebrity news outlets be damned. They are creating content out of anything because they have to. We all have to put food on the table. Um, but this week was St. Patrick's Day, like. Okay, but these celebrity news outlets just tried their hardest to come up with St. Patrick's Day celebrity content, which is not easy, to be honest. Mm. I scrolled through a lot and like in researching for this podcast, I just all you come across now is basically Bachelor News, Royal Family News. And then like (laughs) this, there was St. Patrick News everywhere and I don't know why. So we got people articles saying eight St. Patrick's Day facts you never knew before. Okay. Us Weekly, celebrity kids adorably wearing green for St. Patrick's Day. Mm. Photos. It's just a slideshow, so no real news. <laughs> Shamrock Sheet, Kate Middleton sports a royal rewear as the perfect St. Patrick's Day accessory. Yada, yada. It goes on. There are many articles that everyone came up with. And I just <laughs> want to say, I do understand the struggle. It is hard to think of and come up with celebrity content. And I feel for you. And you know what? I support you. 
That's all I'm going to say. It's such a tough holiday to create content out of. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's just a color. Like, it's just celebrities who wore green today. <sighs> you know? A lot of slideshows. You can just yeah. let it go, you guys. Correct. We can let one holiday pass. Um, yes. But some good news for everyone. Thank God, Milliam. Shout out to you. <laughs> they have renewed Drew Barrymore's talk show for another yes! season. So she was just, this is like a, a not important, but she was just photographed out in New York City barefoot, which we thought <laughs> about talking about. That, like, that has nothing to do with her talk show being renewed. I like this because in the article and every article I read, it basically talks about how no one watched it for a while and it is slowly muscled through quarantine and like it's starting to pick up steam wow. in like very small doses. And I just like that, you know? Yeah. Was it like big... Burnout flame. Like, it's just, you know, it's a slow burn for Drew yeah. Barrymore, and I'm into it. Uh, it's I great agree. meme fuel. I mean, yeah, you see a that's clip true. from it going around like every week. Not like huge, but just yeah. something weird that she did. Uh, and honestly, I love that she's comfortable with herself. And, you know, why yeah. not? What has yeah. Drew Barrymore ever done to hurt people? Right. Other than she's, go barefoot in New York? Well, she, okay. <laughs> she has a new um, kitchenware line also out oh, at Walmart. Wow. So she's just, you know what I mean? This is huh. a great new chapter yeah. for her. Good I'm for her. It. And then I have some bad news, but I don't <laughs> want you guys to shame me for it. I don't know what's happened. It's a year plus in a quarantine. That's why. I get it. Okay. So I believe that I am like 13 years old, like kind of discovering YouTube for the first time now. <laughs> and I know you two are better at it and have more knowledge of it. Amelia, you specifically like knowing well, YouTubers and like yeah. all that stuff. But I never really understood the joy of like watching a YouTube video or like sure. a YouTube channel. Unfortunately, I have found <laughs> Haley Bieber's new YouTube channel. <laughs> and guys, it's actually not bad. In fact, I think I'm addicted. <laughs> but let me tell you why. Okay. A, this is just a perfect way to see Justin Bieber and Haley Bieber's house. Um, oh. In the background of every shot, they do it all from their home or like homes. Huh. It is so beautiful. Each mm. video she's wearing, I mean, I can't even imagine how many hundreds of thousands of dollars of like expensive jewelry, but she's so like perfect and like very calming to look at because her life is like so nice looking. Yeah. That's very calming to me. And she also like doesn't play by any of the rules. I don't think of like what, you, how you make a video. So for example, she yeah. did a skincare routine video. Instead of listing products, which I thought was what a skincare routine video was, she just is like, time for cleanser. And then it's like big words, cleanser come up. And then she just like washes her face. And then it's like moisturize. And that there's no product names. There's no advice. It's just like, she's like basically telling everyone that she cleanses and moisturizes and wow. that's it. And then there's this other video where she invites people into her bathroom. It's called who's in my bathroom. Uh, okay. It's pretty good. She invites Kendall Jenner first and they like kind of oh. drink they come up with this makeshift kitchen inside of her bathroom, which tells you the size of this woman's bathroom. <laughs> yeah. They start, the two of them start laughing about this one photo that they have of each other that they're in for like 10 minutes. There's like no real talking. It's kind of how a tea time episode works, but there's no <laughs> visual that comes up of oh. this photo. And you just are watching the two of them laugh about something you're not looking at. And you're like, I don't know. I'm addicted. I don't know. It's like, <laughs> doesn't play by anyone's rules. She doesn't care that you want to see the photo or want to know what she's talking about. That's you're just going to watch it and I did and that's that wow. it's dark it's dark out here <laughs> I'm happy for you why not thank you 
Now, Thank I mean, you, I'm, I'm going to have to watch it now. Unfortunately, I'm I know, left. right? <laughs> I need to watch know. your skincare routine video. It's really funny. Okay, <laughs> great. I can't wait. Lastly, we can't let a week go by without well, talking about it. Amelia, take it away. The mass Singer, yes. Um, so this week we were introduced to such figures as Pig, Black Swan, Phoenix, Grandpa Monster. As you know, that one's exciting because it's following the lineage of the monster um, Mm -hmm. costume. Yes. And this week they unmasked (laughs) Phoenix. And wouldn't you know, it was Caitlyn Jenner. And I, who, let me just tell you, Caitlyn Jenner cannot sing. Oh my God. I was was going to ask. Yep. That was my question too. I can't imagine that she can. One of I don't if she was doing like whisper singing talking oh. it was pretty bad it was pretty bad but I love how Jenny you know McCarthy she tried or I, it was either Jenny or Nicole Scherzinger and they were just like I love the energy that you bring it's just so infectious <laughs> you know they're just trying to be nice which I appreciate mm-hmm. you know because something it's like, that's never been said about Caitlyn Jenner <laughs> <laughs> and that's, there was okay in the clue package it was weird they had like I think it was constellations of like race cars or something. And I was like, why would you have a car? Do you know that she like killed a woman by running her over? Do you remember that? Yikes. No. Oh, yeah. yeah they have like, dark clues on the mask. They singer, have though. really. I'm just like, did no one vet this beforehand? I, oh my God. So, you know, Mass Singer stays Mass Singer, but um, yeah. yeah, Caitlyn Jenner was the Phoenix. So. Wow, I think we need an update every week. I'm just like riveted. <laughs> I'm actually to the into Mass that. Singer through you. Thank I, you. We need to just make it a weekly thing. It I'm wasn't really, that good this week, but give yeah. us the signal and we'll make it its own category. We support you <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, 
Get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. All right, let's do cringe mode. I'm really excited about this. I think this has a pretty high rating from all of us, but we can talk about it. We're covering 17 again, the iconic Zac Efron 2009 film. Kate, the plot, please. This was a rare Liz Kelly suggestion. It's not often that Liz pops into Tea Time Slack and is like, let's watch this this week. She's usually like, "Ah, I'll watch whatever you want. And then she complains (laughs) about it. So this was great. We love to see it. So it's a great selection. Um, And it was a really good one. Uh, 17 Again from 2009. Wow. uh, Stars... Zac Efron, Matthew Perry, Leslie Mann, uh, Michelle Trachtenberg. Basically, Matthew Perry is just like a middle-aged businessman who like basically hates his life. Uh, He, in high school, was dating Leslie Mann uh, and she got pregnant and he left high school, didn't go to college to support her. And he was like, you know, kind of a hotshot basketball player. Anyway, he has all these regrets about the way his life has gone. He and Leslie Mann are getting a divorce uh, because he's just like been complaining for the past 19 years about the fact that he dropped out of school to support her. You know, he doesn't get along with his kids very well. He doesn't know them very well. Anyway, somehow a magical janitor at his high school turns him 17 again, hence the name. Uh, He is Zac Efron when he's 17. He goes back to his high school to basically just like get to know his kids, you know, follow his spirit path, as they say. Uh, He repairs all these relationships. And at the end of the movie, he sort of makes the same choice to leave the basketball game in order to, you know, find Leslie Mann and make her happy. And he realizes that was the right choice. So yeah, it's fabulous Zac Efron starring vehicle as we love on Tea Time. That was really well done. Good job. Yes. Thank you so much. Let's do some highlights. Go ahead, Kate. Uh, I love that this movie, this movie came out after the third High School Musical movie, a year after it. It was his first Mm. thing he did after this series ended. And it literally starts out as Zac Efron as a basketball player who dances. He (laughs) is in like, you know, it's the, the whatever final game. Uh, he starts out by joining these cheerleaders in the middle of the court and doing like a dance routine. And I was like, am I watching High School Musical? He looks the same. He's in basically the same outfit. And I was just very confused for a minute there. I was like, this is typecasting Zach Efron yeah. to a degree that I did not know we could do. Mm-hmm. Um, he, you know, is allowed to kind of branch out from there. But the beginning of the movie is extremely High School Musical. It's really weird because he didn't have to dance. Like the dancing didn't really right. come up. Like it came up maybe once after in the movie, but like they could have just made him a basketball player. The fact that they chose to like make him this like amazing dancer feels like really purposeful. Like why? Yeah, it yeah. had no, no, like no importance to the plot no. whatsoever. It was just thrown in so that they could get yeah. Zac Efron. Maybe like put it in the trailer. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. I was like, wow, you cannot escape this no matter what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, Another highlight for me is that, you know, Zac Efron has this nerdy friend named Ned. Uh, They're friends since high school. Ned becomes really rich when he gets older. He invents all this tech stuff and he's like an uber geek, like to the point where, you know, his bed is shaped like, you know, a Star Wars ship. He has all these like outfits and cosplay and like all these really (laughs) expensive things in his house. It's like his, you know, sort of man cave uh, Mm -hmm. of a sort. Right. And it's just kind of funny. It's just a good, it's maybe not the best representation of like geek culture, but it's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, I think Ned is really funny and he's mm-hmm. just very over the top, uh, which you kind of need because like, you know, Zac Efron is, is kind of funny as like a straight man when he's just like 
Like, what the fuck are you doing the whole time? The only thing that I didn't love about Ned is he has this very over-the-top wooing of, uh, I believe it's Melora Hardin as the yeah. principal. Yes. He gets a little aggressive. I was like, okay, like, we don't, I know you're socially <laughs> awkward, but like, you could back off a little bit. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, it's a very, and you know, she ends up being sort of like a secret nerd too. And they like yeah. speak in Elvish yeah. or whatever. So that's <laughs> a good twist too. Um, but good. yeah, pretty funny. The nerds, the nerd culture stuff was good. Yeah. Agreed. Also, I would just say in general, this movie is legitimately funny. I found myself <laughs> laughing at like a lot of lines. I agreed. <laughs> I think like I crack up every and I it's so subtle, but Leslie and usually for some reason, usually I don't like always enjoy Leslie Mann in movies, but I I loved her in this. And when she says, um, oh, Mark, that's super inappropriate when they were like <laughs> hugging and and oh my God, I, I, I lose it every single time. Just the way she says, oh, Mark, that's super inappropriate. And I just love <laughs> that Zac Efron's character's name because they have to come up with a new name and enroll him in the school is Mark. Just, he just <laughs> doesn't look like a Mark, you know? So I love yeah. that. Um, I also think Zac Efron Efron is he's hilarious he just needs like I understand that he wants to be a serious actor maybe I don't know but he's just so good at comedy and you know he when is. he's like talking to the son and he's like oh you're into my mom or something and he's like oh no she's so old and I, it's just so funny I can't do it justice but it's so he's so funny he has great comedic timing this is legitimately a really funny movie I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry it just is I think Leslie Mann and Zac Efron's dynamic in this movie is really good, too. I think they play off of each other so well. And then I was looking up because they do have some, like, legit chemistry. So I was just, you know, checking what the age situation was at the time. Mm -hmm. So Leslie Mann was 36. Zac Efron was, like, 22 slash 23 when this was filming. So it's not as bad as him being like a legitimate high school student. Right. Um, anyway, I find the two of them, they worked so well together. Mm -hmm. I wanted it to be, I mean, Matthew Perry is like actually not in too much of this movie. It's basically a Zac Efron movie, but yeah. really liked when they were together. And then also when he flips back to his 17 year old self, one of like Zac Efron spends a lot of like his first couple days talking about a how much he can eat his metabolism <laughs> how spot reducing is a myth and like talking to all the other basketball um players on his high school team being like you guys don't know how good you have it blah blah blah, blah. <laughs> and I too would if I could be in a 17 year old boy's body specifically a boy's body I would eat literally everything <laughs> under the sun for as yeah. long as I could I yep. would I would totally. do the exact same thing that he did and then lastly really like this movie because it's a Real who's who of 2009. So um, true. Because Michelle Trachenberg was like, not the girl, obviously, of the Gossip Girl era, but like Georgina Sparks was an iconic um, yes. character. And like her face is just kind of cemented in my brain for some yes. reason. And then you can't forget about Sterling Knight for all of those <laughs> Sunny with a Chance fans yes. <laughs> there. Hell yeah. Um, I kind of forgot where he went and where he came from. And then I looked it up and I was like, yes, that's where I know your face. And then obviously <laughs> Melora Hardin as Jan from The Office oh. is just like also permanently in my heart and my brain. So I just liked watching all these people on screen in one under one roof. Yeah. Agreed. They're all actors where like if they were in something now, it's kind of like, oh, right. Like, yeah, where have you been? Whereas yeah. at the time it was like the absolute perfect, like made the most possible sense of any cast. Totally. Mm -hmm. Totally. Mm -hmm. All right, let's do some lowlights. Amelia. Okay, this is really mean, so I apologize up front, but I, I'm sorry. I find it really hard to believe that Matthew Perry is supposed to be 37. At first, I thought he was supposed to be 34, and I was really like, are you, 
what? But um, <laughs> I guess 37 is a lot more believable than 34. But even still, I'm just like, that's a that's a hard 37. Um, and <laughs> I, but I love him and I think he's a great actor. I think he's really mm-hmm. funny. Um, and I, I don't know if you noticed this too, but his like his hair wasn't like totally gelled, but it was gelled enough that it was like spiky. And I was like, is this supposed to make him look 10 years younger or something? Is that I don't know. Okay. So yeah. Matthew Perry did fit like the unhappy Ben at that corporate totally. job for 16 years, no promotion kind of <laughs> guy. Right. And I would like to think that like after he comes to a second time now, he's going to like, you know, redo his yeah, adult life. Right. Yeah. Totally. I, I agree. And I I wonder, I think maybe they should have taken the approach since he's in so little of this movie. They mm-hmm. could have taken the like. First, let's find someone who looks like Zac Efron. And then, like, <laughs> let's go from there. Whereas, clearly, it was like, let's find an actor that people like. And, like, maybe we can say that he looks like Zac Efron. Because I just, I wonder if Zac Efron was, like, saw Matthew Perry in this movie and was like, is that supposed to be me in 20 years? And I don't I don't know what my reaction would have been. I don't know. Would, I don't think it would have been positive. Uh, I just feel like, I mean, I, Matthew Perry, again, like, decent looking guy oh yeah it had his in his day as Chandler like you know great mm-hmm. but what it, it's a you're right it's a rough 37 and I would <laughs> I know? think I would have been a little offended as Zac Efron to be right. like okay like I get just, someone get someone who looks like me first teach them yeah. the lines they'll be fine like well, it's my movie anyway exactly yeah. it's not like I could play like a 15 year old you know what I mean it's like <laughs> it's it's one of those kinds of things where it's like clearly you're not 15 which is fine yeah. I just you know just whatever yeah Zach Efron should have been more shocked when he saw himself in the mirror, like, or enjoyed. I know he enjoyed, like, the metabolism and the eating, but he should have been like, look how good looking I am now. I think there should have been, like, one single line in this movie, because there was not, there's no mention of it, of his 17 again, like, modern day haircut, where it was the (laughs) classic Zach Efron hair swept over the eyebrow into the eyeballs. That was so popular that like, (laughs) Justin Bieber, like bulk kind of thing. Yeah. I am shocked that they didn't mention, because he had this weird wig in the beginning, which Kate, I know I'll (laughs) let you talk about, but that he had long hair, but it was not in his face. I feel like every adult, when they looked at their hairstyle, they're like, oh, it's in your face. It's in your face. I wanted one line where he was like, what is this in my eyes? And like, (laughs) why is my hair like this? But they didn't. Right. And then lastly, so like, I think for the real original listeners of Tea Time know that I had like major beef with Paul Rudd for like a very long time. (laughs) As I've matured, I've realized that my problem is actually with how Judd Apatow writes and directs women in his movies, which (laughs) is like a whole separate issue. It's called growth, baby. Damn... Leslie Mann needs to be treated better in one single movie that she's in. I cannot believe she's pigeonholed as like always the wife with an unhappy husband who like kind of treats her like shit in the last five minutes. He's like, I'll do better. And here's how. And she's like, okay. I just want her to have a role where like, I don't know, she's treated super well and doesn't have to have her entire arc be around her shitty ass husband. Like once. Her man child Um, husband. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, in your guys' opinion, what has aged the best and the worst, Kate? All right. Well, speaking of the hair, I have this in age the best. He, you know, Zach Efron, <laughs> when he's like in his, you know, I think it's like 89 when he's mm-hmm. actually 17. He has this like kind of curly shaggy wig thing going on. And honestly, I think it aged really well because it was really working for me. I think it's like, (laughs) it's kind of like the e-boy hair of now. We've kind of like cycled back to where, you know, all the the high school boys are like growing their hair out. College boys are, you know, it's kind of curly and wavy. It's a little messy. And Mm -hmm. it was clearly supposed to look like this, like, you know, out of style 
sort of early 90s hair. <laughs> and I think that's so far back in now that it works now. I think yes. it was better. It was better than the Justin Bieber bowl cut. Yes or no? <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say the thing that's just the worst for me is the Justin Bieber bowl. Yes. Haircut. I cannot believe <laughs> my oh. eyes when I saw this movie. and was like, that was the haircut, the hottest boy haircut you could have. That is so funny. Uh, Kate, again, you? What age the worst is the idea that anyone would go back to high school on purpose. This is like <laughs> what we talked about in the OG cringe mode, which was almost a year ago now from Twilight. We're like, why would the vampires go keep going to high school? <laughs> and like, why would yeah. Mark, whoever in this movie, if you turn seven, if I turn 17, I would not be enrolling in Lafayette Jefferson High School in Lafayette, <laughs> Indiana. Like, I would not be the first thing that I do. And I understand that he's like, you know, he has to find why this happened to him and like yeah. has to fix it, whatever. But like, they just always go back to high school. I'm like, you don't have to. You already went just because you look young. And like, Zach Efron doesn't look 17 in this movie anyway. So like, you could <laughs> cl- clearly pretend to be out of college. Um, yeah. It's just, I'm like, just don't. I know that's the whole movie, but I would never go back to high school on purpose. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. Amelia, what do you got for age of the best? Um, yes, going back to Kate's highlight of the basketball part of this and the mm-hmm. dancing. I honestly, it's it aged so well because I just so much <laughs> associate Zac Efron with High School Musical and basketball, and it's as if this movie was tailor made for the perfect Zac Efron post. Disney transition because, you know, I've been following his career for a very long time and it's just, I would love to actually see him in a basketball movie again. Just, you know, he can be the coach now, you know, like he leaves, he has to come back and wrangle his team. It's like the Ben Affleck movie where he's like the drunken coach. It should have gone to Zac Efron. Should have gone to Zac Efron. (laughs) God damn it. Amelia, remember when Coach Bolton commented on Tea Time's Instagram and we all oh, yeah. lost our <laughs> shit? Tea Time's peak, really. It, it was. <laughs> it actually was. <laughs> oh, God. I forgot about that. All right, let's do MVP. Kate, who you got? I've got Leslie Mann. I totally agree that she deserves better, but I think there's also a reason why, other than Judd Apatow, uh, why she keeps <laughs> being like this sort of frazzled, beautiful, like wife characters because she's so good at it. She's so yeah. likable as like <laughs> the mom who like used to be really hot and like is still really hot, but like doesn't really know and is really insecure and doesn't quite know how to communicate with her kids. And her husband's really annoying, but like she's like really helpful and she's a good wife, but her husband like doesn't, can't quite get it together. She just like has this frazzled energy yeah. uh, where she, she, in this movie, she has a lot of um, conversations with her best friend. who was like her bridesmaid about how like they got to get her back on the market oh, yeah. now that her husband's gone. And she just like never quite knows what's going on, uh, but she's really trying her best. And she also just like is so beautiful and so, like naturally Mm -hmm. beautiful into whatever age she is now but yeah she's just like she's just the perfect mom character I agree Mm. you said it better than I could have ever so I'm just gonna say I agree I also wrote Leslie Mann uh, for reasons I stated above Amelia who's your pick I have to give it up to Zac Efron I just I remember going to see this movie in theaters with some of my friends being like well I mean, it's just the natural course of things. Zac (laughs) Efron's in a movie. I'm going to go see it. Um, And this was like really peak Zac Efron. I mean, he's still very popular, but I 
to this day can still recall that scene where he drives into school with the Audi and um, I think Spoon's underdog song is playing in the background. (laughs) And I just remember being like, oh my God, like, is this, this is what people felt when like the Beatles came to America, when Elvis (laughs) Presley, yeah, yeah, Yeah. exactly. Like shook his hips on, you know, American (laughs) bandstand or whatever. Like this is our Elvis, I guess. I I don't know. know, I should know. We we didn't even mention this. The very first (laughs) shot of him in this movie is like an incredibly gratuitous shirtless <laughs> shot of him shooting hoops <laughs> in the gym. And it's like, yeah. you know how he got jacked between like, you know, the, the yes, second yes. high school, me- high school musical movie and the third one. And he's yes. like, like grown man muscles now, even though he's supposed to be <laughs> yeah. like a 17 year old. They just like shamelessly were like, yeah, he has an eight pack and like he's on steroids and it's fine. Um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, that's literally the opening shot of this movie. It's like, you know what you're getting and we appreciate it. Agreed. A hundred percent. Agreed. Okay, now for probably our most chaotic lightning round we've ever had. Whoever wrote these can uh, ask away. That was me. We only have two questions. And they're both just two things that that really stretched my willful suspension of belief in this movie, which again is a very silly movie about magic. Uh, But do you feel confident that you would recognize the 17-year-old version of your dad if he showed up at your high school. Because oh in this God. movie, a major plot point is that Zac Efron goes back to high school. He's in class with his daughter. He befriends his son. Neither of them even think he looks familiar. They have apparently never seen a picture of their dad. They don't recognize his face or his voice or his mannerisms. <laughs> yeah. uh, which again, like, you know, Matthew Perry and Zac Efron don't look alike. So like, I guess I get it in theory. But do you guys think that if your dad, the 17-year-old version of your dad showed up in your math class in high school that you would recognize him or at least be like, something's weird? (laughs) Yes. Amelia? Yes, 100%. (laughs) And I, like, watching Michelle Trachtenberg try to get with Zac Efron knowing it was her dad, like, that made me so, I just always get so, the same thing for in Back to the Future when the mom tries to get with the son. Why is that always part of it? Why is that always part of it? You're so right. Can we not just cut that out? Why can't they just be good friends or be like, we have great friendly chemistry. They always try to really aggressively go for them. That's funny. Liz, would you recognize your dad? This is a puzzling situation. I think I would, but my dad's hair situation was so wildly (laughs) different back then. And he was so... I mean, I think, but I really, this was stumping me. I like, I, I think I would, I want to believe I would, but if he was legitimately sitting next to me in math class, you know, I'm not sure. He had a lot of hair back then and now he doesn't. So I Who think knows? I at least would be like, wow, this kid really looks like my dad. True. <laughs> like, I would take one second to be like, hmm. At the bare minimum, I'd go home and be like, dad, there's a kid that looks just like you. And then I'd look at the, the picture on the wall yeah. and be like, wow, this what? is uncanny. Yeah. Why didn't they Are do you related that? to me? Like, right. I don't, you know. Uh, they really weird. hate him in this movie. Like the, yeah. the show I of think, And the other part is that, here's the other thing, is if you were, you know, 37 and you saw in your house the 17-year-old version of your best friend from high school, Ned doesn't recognize him when he first sees him. I'm like, yeah. I would know true. the 17-year-old version of my best friend from high school anyway. Yeah. That like, is really can't so remember. true. They all wow. have to like, look at pictures to understand that it's <laughs> him. I'm like, it's literally true. his face. Anyway. Well, okay, what are the chances that someone comes back at 17 again? You know what I mean? So they probably right. just right. weren't assuming. <laughs> I just think, I just think, uh, I would think it was a little weird. Um, right. Okay, other lightning round question. What would be the dead giveaway that you are an old, capital O, old, <laughs> if you went back to high school in 2021? 
Uh, obviously, you know, Zach Efron in this movie has some struggles fitting in. He has some wardrobe issues, doesn't quite know how to relate to the kids. Mm. Uh, what would be the giveaway to people that you're actually not 17? I think I could get the style. I'll just look it up. I just, you buy one outfit to get through the week. (laughs) I think the dead giveaway for me would be my inability to do any type of high school level Material subject matter yes. where like I don't yes. know I don't remember a damn thing about any yeah. math class it took it doesn't matter if it's algebra stats calc whatever like no don't have it and then also I guess this is why everyone at the school is drawn to Zac Efron because he's like the mature boy and it like really yeah. stands out compared to all the dumb boys that are in high school True. I would legitimately throw up on every boy <laughs> and I, they are so <laughs> mature at that age and I think now I struggle with like thinking about like I just couldn't even deal with that with one for one single day, I'd probably like kick them in the shins or something. They say one thing to me. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. That's I couldn't true. agree more. I think the dynamic of the modern high school would mm. really throw me. Yeah, and like I'm not even saying that you know in 2013 when I graduated high school, the, God, I'm so old. Uh, that, Shut up! You're the youngest here. <laughs> yeah, how old? Really I feel old. That like you know the those you know popular kids or that the nerds were like really a thing, but like. In this like modern social media age, I just have no idea like what mm. is cool and like what yeah. constitutes like a normal high school experience. Uh, yeah. And related to that, I think having no social media presence would expose you immediately mm. nowadays. So like, true. If someone comes up to you in the lunchroom and they're like, hey, can I follow you on Instagram? I would have to just pretend like I didn't have it because my Instagram would be of a 26 year old, which then they'd be like, right. what kind of person doesn't have an Instagram? And then That's you true. Know, you're so exposed. True. Amelia? That is true. Um, You know, I'd probably try way too hard. Like, you know, the Steve Buscemi 30 Rock meme, yes. you know, and where he's like, hello, my fellow kids. And he's like wearing a, a backwards hat, a, a shirt that says rock band. And I just, you know, and then they would immediately label me as a narc and it would be over. It'd be all over. Yep. So yeah. Of all the tea time people, I would pay to see Amelia go back to high school. Yeah. Just try to see your experience. <laughs> Oh my God. Okay, let's uh, wrap this episode up. Let's do Tea Time's unanswerable questions. All three of us have one. Kate, take it away. All right, bringing it full circle back to the first category. I want to talk about Jeopardy, you guys, because there was a final Jeopardy clue this week that just really threw me for a loop. So here's the question. I'm really sorry to be giving you a final Jeopardy question, but I'm going no, somewhere okay. with this. I promise. Okay. So the question was given by Katie Couric, who again, I have, you know, opinions about. Right. Introduced to readers in 2008, its name comes from a Latin phrase for bread and circuses, offerings used to appease the masses. Now, the correct answer, which I did get correct, was Pan M from the Hunger Games. However, oh. the contestants were all like 50 plus. Two of them were like you know, 60 year old white men. One of them was like an older woman. I was like, there's no way that these people have read the Hunger Games, have seen the Hunger yeah. Games and can name the world of the Hunger Games. However, they all got it right. Oh, wow. Wow. So I was stunned. I was like, is so here's my unanswerable question. Is the Hunger Games such a well-known property just in common knowledge now that it makes sense for three boomer contestants on Jeopardy <laughs> to be able to name Pan Am. Like, is Pan Am now like Hogwarts? Does everyone just know well, what that they, is? They probably have kids, I would assume, that love that book. And, but even that, like, I was really into them. I saw them all in theaters. And even then, I was like, I don't go around talking about Pan Am. I mean, if it was like Katniss Everdeen, I'd be like, sure. You yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. everyone Snow? knows her name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I just, and like, the other thing that threw me is also, you know, there was that whole run of TikToks about how the Hunger oh. Games 
you know, yeah. a couple months ago. So then I was like, obviously the youths are into the Hunger Games. And apparently the olds also know the Hunger Games. My dad taught the Hunger Games in his English class, although oh, he did cool. not get final. That's cool. Right. Oh. So I'm like, is it is it just everyone knows the Hunger Games now? Has everyone read them? Has everyone seen them? Is it just like, you know, our newest like Chronicles of Narnia, Harry Potter, commenly known thing? I kind of thought that it had just kind of gone like the divergent route where like yeah, or Twilight, too. where it was like only a certain sort of <laughs> demographic <laughs> knew about it. Uh, but maybe I, not. I've never seen or read any of those books, but I know about them, but I would have gotten that answer wrong. So, Hmm. okay. Well, let me, let me pose this to you because also Katie Kirk asked this question and all three of these contestants got it wrong. And this feels so much more obvious. The category was I've won an Oscar and an Emmy. And then they asked the three people to name the star who received an Oscar for the 1998 film Shakespeare in Love, as well as an Emmy for Glee. Oh. Does that not lead you directly to Gwyneth <laughs> Goop Paltrow? <laughs> yeah, it Wait, does. She, she it won does. an Emmy for Glee? She did. I just confirmed that. I had to look that up. It felt very uh, not real, but it is, I guess. It's real. It's real. I have a lot of questions about that. But Shakespeare in Love, dead giveaway. That's okay. So what the Come hell? On. She's one of the most, I mean, love her or hate her. She's one of the most famous actresses of like, right. uh, of kind of multiple decades. Like none of them got it. That is kind of so wild. How did they have a blindness towards they Gwyneth Paltrow? They must have just like, once they saw Emmy for Glee, their brains just like glitched out. They're like, this can't be real. I get it. I do get yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I don't wow. know. All puzzling situations. Okay. Um, Wait, <laughs> go but ahead. what? But sorry, but if, okay, can I ask another question? If you had to do a boomer related question, which, like, what property or what person would you say, like, they obviously would know? Um, I mean, they always know, like, if it's an Oscar category, it's always like the okay. fucking Godfather. Oh, you that's know? a good like, one. Every other, every, I swear, every other episode is something related to, like, Francis Ford Coppola or The Godfather, which I never wow. get. I've never seen them. So maybe that's why I remember it. Huh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe yeah, Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. <laughs> or just yeah. like Navy, like unified, <laughs> just like things that older. Yeah. No, oh, Bruce Springsteen, like, that would be, <laughs> you know, I feel like yeah. they like him. Oh, yeah. I think we so could true. host Jeopardy basically based <laughs> yeah, on this okay. category. Probably. I think they were qualified. Probably. Oh, perfect. Okay. Okay. Here's my question. And I just want you guys I to just use one. your imagination for I this. I love this one. So Jenny's Ice Cream, who have done a lot of celeb collaborations, are now pairing up with our woman, Dolly Parton, for a limited yeah. edition pint. It has not been released yet. No info, really, wow. about it. But it is, you know, specially made for Dolly Parton. And then... You know, in a lovely way, the sales from this flavor are going to benefit Parton's Imagination Library, um, which she found in 1995, gives free books to children, blah, blah, blah. Okay. What do you think is the flavor of oh this Dolly Parton ice cream? There oh. are no limitations. It can be anything. I gave some thought to this, so I'm curious if you guys have any ideas off the bat. I mean, it has to be a play on like one of her songs. You know, yes. like it's got to be a pun. Got to be That's like, like the too. very first thing that came to mind was Jolene. So maybe like a coffee Praline? flavored ice cream. <laughs> yeah, Jolene, Praline, Praline, Jolene. I was yeah. going to say caffeine Jolene and make it oh, coffee. Oh, that's, that's good. That's good. Praline is better. Um, maybe like that a nine to the, five. That was off the dome. <laughs> That was amazing. Uh, like a nine to five pun would be good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. It's what about, just got to be a song name, in my uh, opinion. Uh, you know, she did I Will Always Love, like, before Whitney Houston yeah. popularized it, but like, I Will Always Love Blueberries. <laughs> Ooh, nice. <laughs> Thank nice. you. We can workshop that, but that's good. Okay, okay. <laughs> Liz, what did you come up with? That was 
sounds good. I was thinking, so like you guys, because this makes sense because you guys are the actual like content creator, creative people. I'm just like, <laughs> a fucking block of sand but I was like okay so she's so she's from Tennessee I'm so bored I hate myself I was like she's from Tennessee it must be some like you know because she's so into her roots and her southern charm I was like gotta be something that's really popular from Tennessee so that's whiskey I looked up you know of course late last night I was like what is Tennessee known for (laughs) whiskey something called a goo goo cluster which is just a candy bar with marshmallow moon pie these are all big Tennessee things so I was thinking Mm. that like it's got I was thinking like some kind of alcohol, you know how they mix alcohol and like sugary yes, or mm-hmm, totally. salt, whatever. I figure it's got to be a mix of those. And I don't know if whiskey is a good ice cream flavor, but I, I thought, I, I don't know. I think it could ones. be. I think it definitely, they are always adding weird ass. That's like the new thing about ice cream or they've done it yes, for a while right? now, but yeah, mm-hmm. I could so totally I see that. But I didn't think of a title. That was so good. You guys, I'm still over, not over Liz going, I'm just a fucking block of sand. <laughs> I am. I'm such a loser. Okay. Anyway, who knows? Amelia, what's your question? This was a a very added last minute, but someone, um, her name is Elizabeth Groning at Elizabeth Groning on Instagram. She was like, I need your thoughts on this ASAP. And it is uh, Tyler Cameron of Hannah Brown season of The Bachelor. Remember, he came in second place. Uh, You can now pre-order his book, You Deserve Better. And I just want to read you a couple of excerpts from just the amazon.com description or the description of the book from the bachelorette breakout heartthrob you deserve better will combine tyler cameron's life story with a guide for both men and women to building healthy relationships in the tricky world of modern dating proving why he's the male feminist we never knew we needed and then also tyler seems like a unicorn okay um He's got the world's attention simply by demonstrating a full grasp of respect and no fear of vulnerability and honesty. But shouldn't this be the norm? And I honestly, I I, I think you can owe Tyler's whole narrative to the editors. I really am over this guy. I'm sorry. Like he was fun to root for for a summer. Okay. But your 15 minutes is up. I do not want advice about love from a bachelor loser who lost to a guy who sells dog food jingles. Okay. Not today, Satan. Not today. I wish we could just end it there. I suppose we should chime in. Um, I obviously agree. My biggest problem is the words that are on this title page. He he suffers from Ben Higgins syndrome. There's too many words on the cover of this yes. book. Yes. I, I also, it's quite obvious what is going to sell the book because Tyler Cameron's face is plastered <laughs> over half of the cover. Right. Um, yeah, I'm not sure that he is the modern day feminist we all need. I'm not, I'm dubious of that fact. <laughs> I don't think he is. Are you? Uh, yeah, I mean, first of all, you shouldn't be able to sell a book about dating advice or love if you're single. Like, coming from someone who's single, like, you haven't cracked it yet. So, right. yeah. I, you gotta wait until you've found Thank someone. You. Um, second of all, I just like, why is this his shtick? Like, if it was Tyler Cameron's book about how to get an eight pack and be hot, <laughs> yeah. I would, you know, like, that's fine. Yeah. He should. I, yeah. I would be fine with that. I would be fine with that. You got to stay in your lane. There's something yeah. inherently rude about buying a book that says you deserve better. Like he's telling you, like, what do you, I don't know. Like, 
I don't know. Tyler yeah. Cameron, you're telling about all women that they like are enhanced, like that they're treated like shit. And he's going to tell you like, right. you're worth more. No, that's yeah. not going to come from you. And you're you still know? out here dating Instagram models. Like, right. okay, okay. That's what I can't do. I'm like, you can't, you don't know how to date. Obviously, <laughs> I mean, you're really hot and like you're maybe date a lot, but it's not how to date a lot by Tyler he's Cameron. He's got the reps in for sure. Maybe that's, that's what helps true. you just about that it. That's true. Someone yeah. gave him this a one star on goodreads.com <laughs> without it even being released, which I Iconic. respect. They didn't know you could do Yeah, I would love to shake their hand. Um, <sighs> yeah, just, you know what? We get it. We no. get it. You're you're a feminist. Okay. That's no, good. Good Great. way to add. We get good it. for you. We get All right. It. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. God bless our producer, Kaya, <laughs> yes. uh, who edits this each week. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Pete Hallowell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.